Hallelujah. Let me just say the message and we'll see what the Lord does. Um, uh, the, the, the Lord Jesus uh, worked in cooperation with uh, the, the people when he came to uh, Lazarus' tomb in, in John chapter 11. Uh, he didn't just say, Lazarus, come out. He first had them roll the stone, which means that, the, and if you remember the story, the body had been there for four days, which means now there's a, a, a state of, you know, decomposition and, is that what it's called, decomposition? Come on, somebody. Hmm? That's some good hanglish. Hmm? <laughs> Uh, and uh, uh, so them going and moving the stone was kind of foolish in their mind. It's like, you know, what, we should not be doing this for several medical reasons, several smell reasons, you know, several logical reasons. But Jesus waited for them to do what was foolish for them and impossible for them. And then he said, Lazarus, come forth. Uh, and uh, I think... Uh, for those of us who are in need of a visitation from God, uh, for those of us who are in need of something to come up from the dead that has been dead and decomposing, uh, God will work with your foolishness. God will work with your faith. God will work with your going against your logic to just trust Him and obey His command, even though it doesn't make sense in your mind. I believe the scripture says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Sometimes the greatest enemy to the move of God in your life is your own understanding. And this is a challenge for most of us because from the time we go to kindergarten to university, we are building up our understanding. And God, from the time we get born again up to this day, is trying to fight against that very thing that we have been trained to build up. And so we're coming into a place of clashing somewhere in the middle. And we, one of the two has to give. And I feel that one of the two has to give right about now. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, I don't know, like, uh, I was sharing, you know, with the, the church, I, I was preparing my message, the great message yesterday. Guys, it was really coming together. It was a, it was a word and a half. My goodness. I was getting so blessed. And then uh, I took a little break, and then I watched uh, uh, Instagram. Hmm? Uh, and Instagram, you know, you just scroll. You don't know what you're going to get Instagram, you know. And I saw an old clip of T.D. Jakes. Some of you might know T.D. Jakes. Remember T.D. Jakes, the man who almost came here one year? He almost came. Do you remember that? We were this close. But he did send a video message, right? And said, I'm sorry, I cannot come. Uh, but but uh, he was talking about the power of praise. You know, and he was saying that praise starts when your mind fails you. Uh, and when you're in such a big mess that your response is no longer, log there's no logical conclusion to get you out of this mess. And he said, that's where praise begins. And he was praising the way he only, only he can praise. But I was getting blessed, you know, my spirit was saying yes. And then I, I, I blessed and I went back to my amazing word, which is just fire word. And then... Uh, uh, I prepared my word, came here this morning, and then in, um, in the worship service in the morning, that picture came back, and I started getting blessed all over again. I started fighting with the Lord. Lord, do you want, uh, do you want us to go a different direction? And while I was here, Dr. Brooke uh, sent me a text and says, Pastor Z, I'm about to explode. 
I need to say something. And then I said, okay, go ahead and say something. And he brought this amazing word. And then I, 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 I saw amazing because it was not agreeing with the word that I had prepared, but the word which I was feeling, right? And so I was in this clash of trusting in the Lord with all my heart or leading on my understanding. Because once you receive a word, it's no longer a word. It's now your understanding. And so uh, um, I just encouraged people. And I felt actually while I was... In, in the early service, and maybe this might carry over to this service, I felt that somebody came into the church with such a bowed, bent over, like the woman who had a, a, a condition where she was bent and she could not stand up. And I felt that there's somebody who came in here and the weight of what you're going to is so heavy and it's so strong that it's not a word that you need. It's a deliverance that you need. It's a breakthrough that you need. And sometimes you can't even hear the word if you can't look up. The first step is to get the deliverance. Then when the person is healed, then you teach them what to do and how to live and how, 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 to, how to honor God and bring the kingdom in that. But it's hard to receive when you're consumed in your mind by your challenge. When you're consumed and you, you don't, some of you, maybe you just even barely made it to church today because the weight of what you're going through is so strong. You don't need a teaching, my brother, my sister. You need a deliverance. And the deliverance works when you cooperate with God to roll away the tomb, the, the, the storm that covers the tomb so that God can, can move in and bring your Lazarus out of the grave. So today we cooperate with the Holy Spirit. All right? We give God a, a, a faith ministry of rolling away the, the, the tomb, the, the stone from the tomb. Amen? Amen, amen. Uh, let me say this, say this wisely. We're uh, sharing with Ayu. May the Lord give me wisdom how how to say this. But uh, when when we were doing our last uh, Adam, where are you uh, program, I, I got something that really ministered to me, and 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 I, I realized something about the presence of God. And what I realized about the presence of God is that the presence of God, the primary beneficiary, is us. Uh, we are pleased in the presence of God. We feel lighter in the presence of God. You know, we feel the burden lifting in the presence of God. We feel the joy of the Lord in the presence of God. The fullness of joy is only found in the presence of God. Liverpool is a close second. Hmm? But the, the joy in its fullness is only found in the presence of God. All right? And, and so we enjoy that. But God does not necessarily enjoy the presence of God the way we enjoy the presence of God. Hmm? Because Hebrews 11 tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And in order for faith to be faith, we cannot see it or feel it or sense it. Are you Pentecostals? Yeah. All right. In order for faith to be, because faith is being sure of what we do not see. All right. Where we love everything that we do see and sense and feel. So, so when God comes in his presence, we enjoy that. But that's not necessarily the indication that God is approving his presence. Of course, God is always there in his presence. But what God really is pleased by, according to the scriptures, is faith. And in order to, for faith to be faith, we see nothing. We feel nothing. We sense nothing. Right? But we just take God at his word and say, yes, Lord. You are still faithful. In the midst of my nothing, I say something. In the midst of the death, I say life. And, and, and see, that's how Abraham became our father. 
Abraham never once in his life experienced the presence of God the way we do it now. He experienced nothing. A, nothing but a promise that says you will be a father. And with that promise, 25 years of barrenness. Right? And that's how he became the father. Hmm. So, so uh, I, I think it's time for us to mature a little bit and graduate into this place where, where not only we are pleased, but God is also pleased. The presence of God is not the indication that God is pleased. Faith is the, you know, Lucifer himself was in the presence of God. It's not the presence of God that makes the difference because he was in the presence of God, but his, his, his heart was bent on his own ego and his own desire to ascend above the ranks of God. The presence of God does not heal that. Faith heals that, right? So, so whether we feel or not today, let's please God is the, is the idea, right? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And, and so for the person that came in here and you said, I'm just, I don't even barely made it. You basically crawled in here because the weight of what you are carrying, the weight of what you're going through, the weight of your situation, it's so heavy. Today, what we're going to do is elevate our praise above our situation. Amen. Because it's as the stone is rolled that Lazarus comes out. We cooperate with God today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Can we say amen? There was a time many years ago, I was in, a, in such a mess in everything I could imagine. And I was the one who said yes to God. All my friends, they went and got professional jobs. And, and they started really, you know, going up the ladder of success. And I went down the ladder into youth ministry in the Ethiopian community in North America. Okay, so that's about way down here. I don't even speak Amarinya. All right. And I'm in Ethiopian church ministering. You know, and so uh, the, the demos was interesting. Come on, somebody. The car situation was interesting. And I'm the head of the home who does not have nothing to provide with. And everything is kind of tanking. And the family is, the new family is tanking. And life is tanking. And I began to talk to the Lord. And I began to tell him, every time I prayed, I would start to list the, the, the list of all the things that you forgot me and you left me. And I said yes to God. They didn't. I said yes to my calling and look what you're doing with me. And the, the boat is sinking and I'm sinking with the boat. Right? And every time I come to pray, I told the Lord all of my drama and why I think this is not fair. And I said yes to you and you're doing this to me. I, I have a few issues to bring up with you, Lord. Jesus, Master, with respect. <laughs> and uh, I remember, it was like, I, I don't know, it's so funny. Like once you pass through the storm, it's like you instantly forget it. It's like you're in the, you know how quickly you forget after you pass. But when you're in the middle of it, you, it's, it's like, it's, it's heavy. You understand? Have you ever been like you almost got into an accident, right? And your heart is, you know, just jumping out and you're like, <gasps> And then you pass through and you make it and all of a sudden it's like, you understand? And so when you're in the stage, it's not as dangerous anymore. It's not as scary anymore. You know, you made it. And it's a story now. But when you're in the middle, it's not a story. It's, ah, God help me. You forgot me. I thought you were supposed to be my good shepherd. Good shepherd. You are turning into a, dare I say it, bad shepherd. Lying shepherd. Mm, didn't do anything that you said. 
And I remember I, I came home and I just, I, I, don't watch, I, I, I don't watch TV that much, but I just happened to put the TV on and it opened and there was a, a preacher on TV. And just when he came on TV, he said, the problem with many of you is that um, you approach God with your prayer requests and your grocery lists of, of, of what God needs to do for you. And he said, the protocol for entering the presence of God is not prayer request. The protocol for entering the presence of God, Psalm 100, is thanksgiving. You enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And it was, just, it was just the Lord, you know. It was almost like the Lord was just nailing me right there. And I turned the TV up. I went upstairs into the bathroom. I closed the door. I got, some of you heard this testimony before. You're going to hear it again today. As well as my, the testimony of my car. For all of my friends from Montana, I have another testimony about my car. I want to tell you, just, just stay right there. And I went upstairs, I closed the bathroom door, I knelt down by myself and I began to, just like I said, I put all my grocery list of prayer just right here. I mean, it was big, you understand? And I got on my knees and I just began to thank the Lord. And I just began to praise the Lord. And literally, like, I've never felt, I've known the Lord my whole life. My mother, right here, I can't go anywhere, you know? Try to backslide with this. Hmm? No, like my mother's one of those, like when I'm in trouble, halfway around the world, she knows and she called me right there. Everything okay? The Lord just spoke to me. Of course he did. <laughs> but so I know the Lord my whole life, but that day it was different. Because like literally I felt a physical wind in my face like this. I had never felt anything like that before. And then his presence filled the room. And I just, I, I, I just got so addicted to the presence of God. Like for the next two, three months, every time when I came home from work, I would go upstairs, lock the door, the bathroom. And, and that same thing happened like for, for two, three months. I was just... You know how the Bible describes, John, uh, um, what's his name, Paul said that I heard of someone who went to the third heaven, whether in body or in spirit, I don't know. I think that was me he was talking about. Because it was so glorious. It was like you almost, he, he, was, so, he was so there. And it was all by myself. And do you know, uh, to the point that I forgot about my, my financial issues, and forgot about my car issues, my car. One time, true story, true story. We needed a car. I was a, a young father. I have to show my masculinity and leadership in the home. Hallelujah. And we did not have a car. And in the morning, I just had faith in my heart. And I took a plate from the kitchen and began to drive it around the house. For real, for real, a plate. And I drove it complete with stopping at the stop sign. Hallelujah. Montana, this is the testimony that built our church. Hmm? Uh, this is the part of our discipleship uh, ministry and, and our new believers class and our, 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 all our theological training. It starts with the plate, plate from the kitchen. And, and, and I, I parked the plate back in the kitchen and I walked out and then the lady called. The lady called our house while I was gone. And my wife picked up and, and she says, I don't know. But the Lord spoke to me, do you guys need a car? 
And my wife was so amazed because she saw me drive, driving the plate. And you know, you're not too impressive as a husband, you know, when you're driving the plate. It's like... And then when, when I came home, of course, you know, there was great glory in my entrance because of the events that the Lord, you know. And so in the morning, long story short, I was driving a plate. In the evening, I was driving a 1987 Honda Civic, gray on gray. Now, for those of you who are clapping, let me just explain. I have to tell the whole story. A 1987 Honda Civic. It's uh, not necessarily a car. It's a piece of metal that moves around. And it has a soprano voice when you start the engine and you open the door, not with a key, but with a key and a foot. Just kind of pry it open. But a car is a car is a car. And I realized that God did not necessarily want me to have a car. He wanted me to have a faith and something to build my faith. And so uh, I've been driving plates ever since. And today we're driving a plate called Africa. That God would bless Africa, change the testimony, that God would be glorified. That people would see Jesus in this place. But the, the presence of God was something that, that visited me on that day when I changed my attitude from complaining about my issues to just praising God in spite of my issues. And after that, sure enough, the Lord visited our... I mean, everything changed after that, almost instantly, like exploded, like the ministry. Actually, they call me Pastor Z. For those of you who don't know, my full name is not Pastor Z. My full name is Zerubabel Doctor. Beta Mangistu. Hmm? Uh, but Z is a new name that came when the glory came. You understand? It's a, it's a post-bathroom name. Behold, I will give you a new name. And I... <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that uh, I think going into my mess with praise instead of complaining... I think what it did, it rolled the stone away so that Lazarus come, could come out. And, and, and I am feeling that there's somebody somewhere who needs to understand that there's a difference between prayer eh, or to address your issues with prayer and addressing your issues with praise. Prayer won't necessarily do for you what praise can do. Because praise is the ultimate expression of faith. And praise works when there's nothing. Praise works when it's empty. Praise works, works when the ship is going down. Praise works when the lights are going out. Praise works when it looks like the nation is going up in flames. Praise starts when we look at everything that God has said and are facing everything that's the exact opposite. And, and, and today is just a day, not necessarily for me to bring a great word, but I think today is a day that God has set apart for us just to take all of our mess that we came in here with and just leave it at the altar by exchanging it for praise. Because God is worthy of our praise regardless. God is worthy of our praise regardless. Amen, amen. And I think I don't want to counsel anybody until we have praised first. Because praise helps you to get perspective. Praise helps you to possess the mind of God. Praise is a power that causes things to shift. First of all in you, then in everything else. Hallelujah. 
It's funny, uh, when we come to a program like this, uh, we are drawn to the presence of God. But God is drawn to the faith. And so today, He is here. Whether we feel Him or not, He is here. Because He promised that in this kind of a gathering, because we've assembled in His name, that He is here. So whether we feel it or not, He is here. Right? But, but today, and, and whenever there's a move of God, it gets the attention of men, not necessarily God. Today, let's flip the script and get the attention of God. Those of you who've come with a burden, those who have come with you, 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 everything has fallen apart in your hands. I, I know the current uh, economic situation in the country. It's really a challenge for almost everybody. Uh, I know that the political situation, it's very, very uh, uh, promising. It's very, in fact, uh, for everything that we're believing that God has said, it actually looks like it's going the exact opposite direction. Uh, our corruption levels are probably higher than they have ever been. Uh, basically, you cannot do anything in our country right now uh, without, you cannot make it, <laughs> period. You cannot make it. We have an ethical charter. Somebody came and brought the ethical charter for business people to do business justly and right. They said, I've talked to God. I'm returning my, my, my uh, form because I can't do this anymore. We finished with God and I'm just being accountable to you. I can't keep my word anymore. It's gotten to that level, right? So, so this is a, the perfect time to praise the Lord. Uh, the body is, is dead four days. It's time to, to roll the stone away. It, it, there's no wisdom of man that can solve the mess that we are in. There's no solution of flesh and blood that can address these challenges. We are sinking and drowning. Hallelujah. So today, let's give God the praise. Let's do His name. Today, let's just shift the script. And from this place, let's not necessarily... Maybe we'll be pleased with the presence of God, but let God be pleased with the faith that rises from this place today. Today, God is here and present, but I think, uh, I think what God is desiring most, hallelujah, is a faith. When the Son of Man comes, will He find faith in the earth? So, Father God, with our mess, <laughs> with our challenge, with our drama, with our home drama, financial drama, economic drama, Father God, with our national crisis, Father God, with the confusion and the word, the worry, everywhere, hallelujah. It's the perfect time to praise the Lord. Father God, the body has been dead for four days and it is smelling now. In Jesus' name, let God arise now. Let God be glorified now. Praise there's two purposes for praise. One is to glorify God. The other is to send a message to the enemy. That I see you, but I'm bigger than this by my praise. That I see you, but you missed again. From the mouths of infants and, and, and babes, you ordained praise. Not necessarily to glorify God, but to silence the avenger. So today is a day, hallelujah, where we give the praise. We were talking earlier, praise for what God has done up till now. But a praise of faith is also a praise that goes into tomorrow, that sees the morrow, tomorrow as done, and sees it finished and praises tomorrow's victory from today. Praise the name of the Lord, because God is faithful.
That is impossible for God to fail. That if God speaks, it has to come to pass because that's the power of God's word. Hallelujah. So today is a day to give God all of the praise. Today is the day to give God all of the glory. Hallelujah. It's not a day to calculate and navigate our way out of this. We have tried. It has failed. Hallelujah. Let the praise arise now. Let the praise arise from God's people now. Let us enter into his gates with thanksgiving now. Hallelujah. Let us shame the enemy now. Let us remind the enemy that he missed again. Hallelujah. Because we are still here. You hit me with your best, but I am still here. I believe it was Job who said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Hallelujah. It's funny because that suggests that to, in the mind of Job, it seemed like God had forgotten about him and was actually working against him. This one thing to praise God when you think he's good. But what do you do? What kind of praise do you offer when it seems like God has abandoned you and is working against you? Hallelujah. So there's a praise, two times to praise. Praise when we understand and another time when we don't understand stand. Praise when it seems like God is good. Praise when it seems like God is bad. Because God is always faithful to his word, no matter how it feels in our current situation. Hallelujah. So today's service is not for you. Today's service is for him. Hallelujah. And I just want to get out of the way right now and allow God and his people to come together via the vehicle of praise. Hallelujah. That God would find a faith in his people that would please God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.